From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good afternoon to you, Patrick Timpone. It's about 1 o'clock Central Time here, OneRadioNetwork.com. Hope you enjoyed the show this morning. Tomorrow we're going to be talking with uh, Fred Dashevsky. The first uh, Wednesday brings us the real world of money, uh, and he talks to us about how this all works Federal Reserve and the money, fiat currencies, and there's a lot to talk about. And then also tomorrow, Brandon Smith of altmarket.com. Brandon has uh, some um, interesting ideas on this whole Second Amendment thing and what's going on with the woke, uh, cancel, whatever, fascist, I don't know, left, whatever they're doing, and coming after the guns. I just saw in a report where the Dems are coming out with six new... uh, gun control legislation laws that they're going to run with coming out of the box uh, I think the next, this week. So, you know, there's always something to talk about. Our guest right now is a, is a good man. He is a Tom Renz. He's an attorney. It is RenzLaw.com. We've talked to him before. Uh, Mr. Renz has been uh, looking at all things uh, vaccines, COVID, for a few years now and just trying to get some kind of edge in in the, in the, in the legal world uh, and to try to help us keep these guys uh, away from our door or whatever, <laughs> Mr. Rez, hi, how you doing? How are, how's your life? Well, busy. How you been, Patrick? I'm, it's, uh, I'm doing good. There, you know, there's no shortage of things to do if you're fighting bad guys right now. Yeah, and there's a lot of bad guys, right? <laughs> there are a lot of bad guys right now. Uh, we're we're doing everything we can to uh, hold them back, but boy, it is—it's something. Is it, it, it is a fight. Is it really? Uh, let, let's kick it off with the World Economic Forum. Not—I'm sorry—the WHO thing. I know that you've been on this, and we had Peter Peter Bregan on yesterday. He says hello, uh, Doctor Bregan. I know you've been working with him. He's a good man, isn't he? Um, where, He's a good man. Where Where do we stand with this? This is an idea that the. That the WHO, World Health Organization, uh, working with uh, the globalists that are controlling Biden, what do they want to do? What, what, what would they like to do? Well, what they'd like to do is just eliminate uh, nations and uh, just have one sort of a big global uh, corporate oligarchy. I mean, that seems to be what they're, what they're angling for. I mean, if you listen to what they say in their speeches and the, the things that they know that you know most people don't want to listen to, that's what they're angling for but the the who amendments that biden proposed were really they were about transferring power in as many ways possible mm-hmm. to an international administrative agency as they could you know so so within the u.s you know our laws are controlled and governed by the constitution mm-hmm. so no matter what biden wanted to do he was going to always be limited by that but our courts don't seem to be too interested in enforcing the Constitution in a lot of cases. So what's happened is that uh, Biden, through his cronies, decided that he wanted to uh, to really find a good way to essentially be justified in his actions, right? He wants to transfer as much power away, or at least as much, apparently transfer as much power away as he can. And then what would have happened had these gone through the way that he proposed is essentially you would have had the WHO declaring emergencies all over the place and then telling nations what they ought to be doing. Hmm. Now, the nations don't have to listen, but 
the who would have been empowered to try and organize and take steps. And it would have been kind of a, uh, well, if you're not listening, the rest of us are going to gang up on you type thing. Hmm. Uh, also, within the United States, Biden would have used his power as the, the chief diplomat, the head of foreign relations, to try and push a lot of these initiatives in the U.S., despite the fact that he doesn't have that authority as a president. So it, it's really an amazing, shady thing he was trying to do now. Here's the, the most incredible part of this, right? If you look at the reason, so these amendments basically went down in flames. <laughs> if you look at the reason, the people that opposed it, are, it's just amazing to me, right? So the UK opposed it, which is shocking, but not only the UK, but the African nations, yeah. right? These guys, now we got to think, why would the African nations oppose this? Because supposedly the African nations are underdeveloped and, you know, they have no public health systems and this and that and other. I mean, that's what they keep telling us, right? Mm -hmm. But yet they oppose this good natured offer of help from the WHO. How could they do such a thing? Well, the reality is, is that the African nations have watched as the colonialists have pillaged their resources, raped their people, and destroyed their continent for the last several hundred years. They know what colonialism looks like. They know what this is. These guys aren't stupid. You know, despite the fact that Schwab and his crew seem to look at the African nations as a bunch of idiots, the reality is, is these, these are smart people. They know what's going on. And they've been down this road before when the, when the European oligarchs came in and thought they were going to take over. Hmm. And that's just what this is. It's just another case of it. It's just we in America have never had a, a government so willing to sell us down the, down the river as we do now. But thankfully, uh, we, could, we could count on the Africans to save us. It's a, just an absolute embarrassment to the United uh -huh. States. So you, you're kind of talking like the amendments... They're just not happening. So this is kind of like old news now, and it, it happened that quickly. Yeah. Well, the if and I may not have heard you properly, but okay. the amendment uh, was rejected by a lot of the a lot of the nations. So they're shelved right now. Okay. Now it doesn't mean they're not going to come back with something, and we don't really know where this is going to go. What we know is that there's a huge push by the globalists, which includes the World Economic Forum, including, you know, Gates and Schwab and all these guys, yeah. to try and empower this global oligarchy. Yes, sir. Okay, and and you got to understand, so a lot of times people say, well, you're working on COVID. What's this got to do with it? Well, let me explain. So we've got to get from A to D, and there's a couple steps in between. you got to get through B and C. So you start out with COVID. You've got the lockdowns. The lockdowns were there to try and force people and coerce people into these jabs. There were treatments. There were lots of ways to treat this. We all know that there were a bunch of safe and effective mechanisms to deal with COVID, but they were suppressed. Why? Well, because COVID wasn't about a disease. COVID was about trying to control people, to force jabs, to take control of public health, things like that. Well, then you look at the jabs. Well, how could someone have the, who has the authority, who has the power, who has the money to buy off so many nations? Because Macron, Merkel, all these countries around the world, they all acted in the same corrupt way over these jabs. Who has that power? Well, the corporate oligarchs, right? So you've got a group of billionaires who own trillions of dollars worth of companies with a T. 
Okay, so you look at uh, Bill Gates, you look at you know Klaus Schwab controlling the World Economic Forum. What's the World Economic Forum? Well, it's a club, right? So we're a bunch of rich people that run the biggest companies in the world get together and decide what's going to be the most successful way to make the most money. And then they exert their power and their influence over their governments and over everybody to try and get that done. Well, if you watched the Davos meeting yesterday, last week, you saw them say a couple really important things. One of which was that COVID was the most profitable uh, event in human history. Hmm. And if you're a billionaire, uh, that's true. You probably made more money off of that than anything else. Uh, all the money was shifted away from the working class people into the billionaires. It was a disaster for the rest of us, right? But the billionaires were able to really grow their companies and to grow their success rate. I mean, you got to look at, look at Amazon, right? What happened when the Ma and Pa stores were closed? Well, everybody had to buy from Amazon. And that worked out really well for them. Yeah, same for all these other groups. So the big companies thrived, the small companies died, and all the money was, this was a major wealth transfer to the rich. So you look at why and how. So you've got these billionaires, these giant corporations. They made a ton of money off of COVID. They like it. It works. How do you do this? How do you keep making sure things like that? Well, you know, guess what? If the billionaire corporations control the WHO, which they do, and the WHO has is empowered to declare emergencies and public health pandemics, and they've got the money to produce fake science to back it up. I mean, look at look at COVID, mm -hmm. right? We've seen fake science all over the place, mm -hmm. from masks to the jabs to everything else. They just lie. Well, then what happens? Well, we get more pandemics, more wealth transfer to the billionaires, right? Yeah. It's always about moving it up the food chain. So yeah. that's what's happened. That's what the WHO Treaty was about. And so these guys aren't going to stand aside. They're not going to say, you know what, we lost. Let's call it a day as a fair and square game. You They're know? not going to, are they? So, no, that's not what's going to happen. And then the other thing is, is remember, at the same time, along with the, the motives that they have for doing this in terms of making more money, the reality is, is that the truth is coming out. And as the mainstream starts realizing, as the, the great unwashed middle starts realizing that they were defrauded, that the only people dying are the people who got jabbed, that this was an absolute nightmare. Well, here's the problem. As these people wake up, the guys behind it, they saw what happened in Nuremberg. They saw what happened after World War II. The people involved went to the gallows and that's where they belong. So that's what they're concerned about. This is a, There's no escape on this, right? It's a win or lose everything. Wow. So that's why it's full on monkey. Nope. You're muted, Patrick. What? What's? Am I? Hold on. Hello, testing one, uh, two. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Hello, testing one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Yep. Okay, you got me? All right. I know yep. you're having a little trouble hearing for some reason. I don't know why, but we'll, I'll just talk up. So that's why it's going to be full-on more monkey business or whatever variant. Who knows? Aliens. They're just Tom Renz. They're not going to stop. For them, it's all or nothing. It's interesting that you said use that term. I get that. I think we really get that, right? This is the big one for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. This is there's no there's no alternative. There's no backup, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if the people realize, okay, so we're starting to realize, yeah, SARS was created in the lab. Okay, so some of you are two years behind, but that's fine. 
Um, looks like it was probably not entirely accidentally released. Okay, you guys are still two years behind, but whatever. Um, this is really about forcing jabs. Still behind, but you know. Um, by the way, the jabs were authorized based on human tests of about 200 or so people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we, we tested out a couple hundred people. It seems good. This whole, they were tested on hundreds of thousands. That's phase three, right? Phase three trials did not occur until after they were authorized. Phase three trials had barely even gotten underway by the time these were authorized. Phase two and one were a couple hundred people. That's it. That's what you, that's what was, you know, you had 200 people-ish uh, that you had as a, an experimental group prior to this. So if you took it, congratulations. That's what you took it on. That's what they based safe and effective on. Um, so, you know, we look at what that means. That fraud is monumental. That those lies, you know, no. When people start saying, "Hey, my, I just lost my forty-year-old brother, sister, mother, cousin, you know, whatever," who took their jabs because they thought it was good for them, and they had blood clots, and they died peacefully in their sleep for unexplained causes, you know. I mean, because we keep, you watch your obituaries, you see that everywhere. Well, it. That's not the kind of thing that when people realize everybody gets to go back to their luxury billionaire lifestyle and continue on living, there, there's heads rolling, right? So yeah, they're all in and they have to be. So let's. So then you look at what's next. What's next? Well, I don't know for sure, but I know that they had a tabletop exercise for SARS-CoV-2, and then they had SARS-CoV-2. It was called Event 2020. Yeah. Uh, they had a tabletop exercise last year for monkeypox, and lo and behold, the dates in the tabletop exercise are actually accurate. We seem to have a monkeypox outbreak. By the way, uh, monkeypox has been with us since the fifties. We know we've known about it since the fifties. Nobody's cared. It's not a big deal. Now, why do we care about it now? What's changed? Well, we got two new variables that they've introduced. One is that they've been doing gain-of-function research on monkeypox, and we know how well that went with SARS-CoV-2. And two is the jabs destroy your natural immune system. And the part of the way that they destroy your immune system seems to make it likely that you'd, monkeypox would be more transmissible. So now we potentially have a gain-of-function strain of monkeypox running around the world, and we also have people with less immunity to monkeypox because they've been taking the jab. That's going to present quite a problem. Is there um, is there any is there any like when you say someday that these guys are a Nuremberg thing? What would have to transpire, Tom Renzi, from a legal perspective, for that to happen? How, how, how would that manifest itself? Well, there would have to be a, basically there's no mechanism within the law that would do that directly. So what would have to happen, you got to understand that when we talk about the law, the, the law is nothing more than an agreement, right? So people don't, people, the greatest illusion in world history is the illusion of tyranny. So let's take China. Mm -hmm. So you got however many, let's say you got a million people that are active and actually hold posts in the Chinese Communist Party. 
I don't know if that's a correct number. I'm just making it up. But let's okay. say it's a million people. Uh-huh. Well, China's got billions for population. If those people, if the billions of people in China don't want to listen to the million people in the party, they don't have to. See, they agree to do it. Now, when you have a tyrannical government, the way that it always works is the government controls information. They make people believe that you have to follow the orders of the tyrant. Hmm. Because if you don't, you'll be killed or your family will be, something terrible will happen to you. It's the way it always works. <laughs> Same thing, uh, we saw the rise of the Nazis back in World War II. The first thing they did was they controlled the information. You got to, you know, because no tyranny can exist without people believing that they don't have a choice. Hmm. So you have to convince people. The counter to that is the solution, right? So the answer to your question is the law is always an agreement. In a, in a tyrannical situation, the people believe that the, you know, they don't have a choice but to follow it, so they agree to follow it, but they still agree, right? You don't have to listen. The guy who got ran over by the tank in Tiananmen Square in China, you know, back in the 80s, you know, that guy, he chose not to listen. He didn't have to, and he didn't. Same thing with any law. We don't have to listen to the laws. We choose to listen to the laws. It's a contract. It's an agreement between those that are governed and those that are governing. For this to happen, for, for uh, Nuremberg II to happen, basically the, the people that are being governed have to say, we insist upon this to the people that are governing. Now, the people that are governing are going to resist because they're bought and paid for by people like Bill Gates, by people like Klaus Schwab, hmm. by the World Economic Forum. The only thing they care about is preserving their own hides. And so there's a compromise there, right? So they, they govern us, but they have agreed to be governed by these people who are buying them off because they get something out of it. We have to come together as a people and say, you know what? I don't care what you're getting paid. You're going to, you're going to, be accountable to us if you don't choose to uh, to do something about this. So basically, uh, what we got to do is we have to demand it. If enough people demand it, it'll happen. Hmm. But it's going to have to be on a very, very large scale. You know, I mean, we've got to get enough people awake, enough people demanding change that we force it to occur. So by accountable, you're talking about more by just not electing you any longer, but really ra- raising the stakes somehow with, like we did with Vietnam when I was a kid and, uh, and, and helped yeah. Nixon to make some decisions that he didn't want to make, you know, which we did. You know, we were out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, so if, you know, if you bring up <clears throat> Vietnam, which is an interesting thing to me. So, you know, that era, right? So you think about the Vietnam era. You had civil rights. You had all these different things happening. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to think about on this is Rosa Parks. Hmm. Rosa Parks was told you have to go to the back of the bus. Rosa Parks was not a PhD scholar. She was not a high powered lawyer. She was not a government official. She was a single woman, an individual who just said, no, I'm not going to the back of the bus. That's it. That's what that act of courage that act of bravery is symbolic of america it's symbolic of freedom it's symbolic of what we must be no 
I'm not complying. She wasn't violent. She wasn't angry. She wasn't anything. She just refused to comply. That is what we need, but we need it on a scale of millions. Millions. Yeah. No, we're done. We're done with this. No, we're not going to tolerate stolen elections. No, we're not going to tolerate what you're doing to our kids in schools. No, we're not going to take COVID jabs. No, we're not going to tolerate you telling us that we have to take remdesivir to destroy our kidneys when we go to the hospital. Right. You know, no. The answer is no. We're just not doing it. And that's what has to happen. But it has to happen from everyone all the time. You know, since we started, and Patrick, you and I interviewed very early on. Early on. So, yeah. like, very early in my fight. We've been talking on and off for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been working on from the beginning, building the platform necessary to inspire people to fight for themselves. I'm just some schlub attorney in Ohio. I'm the same schlub attorney in Ohio that interviewed with you the first time back in 2020. You know, the only thing that's changed is that the date, really. That's the only thing that's changed. I just keep fighting. And we keep working to build the platform and to get more people to listen and to hear because it's not going to be just me that wins this. It's going to be we the people that win this. And that's what it has to be. And we have to demand that our brothers and sisters stand side by side with us and do something, something. I don't care what you're good at. Just figure it out and do it and do it for the cause. The cause is freedom, right? Freedom. You live your life, I'll live mine. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're straight. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if, you know, you ride your horse backwards when you take it to town. What matters is, is that you are fighting for your right to do that, mm -hmm. right? And not expecting you're going to be able to jam your lifestyle down my throat. You live your life. I'll live mine. I don't want to hear any more about it. That's what we're fighting for. And if it's, if it's any more than that, if it's, well, I'm fighting because I want to push my life on you. Nope. I'm fighting because I think you should get the COVID. Nope. You're fighting for you to live your life and for me to live mine. And if you don't understand that, then you're not getting this. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to inspire people to do just that. Yeah. Well, and if you had to put a term to it, Tom Renzo, it would be a more libertarian idea rather than conservative or Republican, more of freedom, more just you get to do what you got to do. And you just don't mess with me. I won't mess with you, and we're good. You know, we're good. <laughs> we're just good. Um, so, do you think that the reason this whole monkeypox thing—I don't know—I don't want to have TV, so I don't know what's going on—but didn't have really a lot of legs is because more people are just saying no. Um, or are they really running so with I this monkey thing? I don't know. I mean, monkeypox to me is just the next pandemic. Yeah, it's right? just the next. It's one. the next. It's the next scare tactic. It's the next excuse that they have to try and lock people down. Now, look at we know that they're already doing lockdown. They're already quarantining people in some countries, right? Forced quarantines for anybody that may have been in contact. I mean, it's whole garbage, right? Now, I don't think you're going to see much of that, especially before the election in the U.S. The U.S. people are done. Yeah, we're done with this. Yeah. But you, what people don't understand is that we've lost, we've lost this battle, right? We've lost our freedoms. We've moved the, the, the 
needle so far that now it's not about just, okay, they're not locking us down again. It's got to be about, no, you're never locking us down again, and you're going to jail for what you did. Hmm. You're going to jail because you deserve to be in jail because you defrauded the American people and the people of this world. Monkeypox is the next step, and I don't know how well it's going to work in the U.S. Uh, it's going to depend on how terrible they made it, right? So if they did gain-of-function research and uh, they made this a much more contagious version, well, that could be an issue. If, uh, if it truly does spread much more easily because of the jab, well, that could be a bigger issue. But ultimately, uh, it, it's kind of hard to say where this goes. But I think we one thing that is clear, we've been through enough in the last two years that I think that we, the people, are, are ready, willing, and able to say, listen, I don't care. You do you. If you want to lock yourself in a house, wear six masks, and run around like an idiot, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, I'm going to keep living my life, right? The government doesn't have the right to keep me uh, keep me safe from germs. Otherwise, I'll never leave my house again. <laughs> so you know, I mean, yeah. So I I get the feeling I could be wrong, Tom Reds, but I don't think Americans in general, big time, are going to even go for a whole masking thing again. I don't think they're going to do it. I just don't no. feel it. I don't feel it. You know? No. But maybe I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. There's a few idiots. Sure, yeah. I mean, always going to be. Listen, if, and and listen, I'm, I know. You know, my wife scolds me. I, you know, I got my better half. <laughs> right. She scolds me. She's like, "Why do you got to be so mean about it?" Well, listen, <laughs> because for the last two and a half years, I've been called every name in the book. I've been told I'm a monster. I've been told everything terrible it can be. That I've been attacked in more ways than people could fathom. I've been attacked in ways that I didn't know existed. Yeah. Wow. But you know what? Going back to when we first interviewed, my very first case that I filed, it was like I was a stinking prophet. Everything I said was dead on correct. I've been right for two and a half years. And, you know, I've been right in fighting to keep people safe, keep them free. You can't, you can't get freedom from a government. You can't get security from a government. You either provide it yourself, or, yeah, I mean, listen, can the, go the government can provide military and things like that, but guess what? The military is made of people, people who volunteer to serve. It always comes down to the individual and their participation in culture or society that makes it work. And for over two years now, I've been fighting this and trying to make sure that people have the right to choose or not, to do something or not do something of their own volition. And I gotta be honest with you, at this point, if you're still wearing a mask, I'm just past the point of patience with you. You're just an idiot, okay? <laughs> you just are stupid because they don't work. We knew they didn't work in the summer of 2020. Fauci knew they didn't work before they did work, before they didn't work, before he needed three masks, before he needs one mask, before anything else. I mean, and the CDCs came out again and said, yeah, they don't work, we know. Uh, you know, this whole thing, There's the study that they relied on which we pointed out right away, had like 200 people. Yeah, 200 and, people, you can have a study show anything you want. And that news just came out recently, right? Uh, about that study that was just bogus, right? Yeah. A few days ago. Yeah, yeah. it was garbage. <laughs> it was a trash study. We knew that back then. But, you know, these guys, they don't need truth. They don't care. So, But if you're still buying this, 
I can't help it. You're an idiot. I just, I'm, I, I don't know what else to say. You know, I mean, I'd love to tell you, oh, you've been misled. And, you know, you, know, you were misled for the first six months. If you're still doing this, you're dumb. So I'm sorry. I, I no, I understand. No, I, I hear you, brother. When she sees the interview, but no, I hear you because uh, I was talking about it the other day on the on the air that I I feel like I'm losing my patience with <laughs> you know I'm supposed to get gain more patience and I'm losing it. You know, it's like, but I hear you. You know, you do, you do. So, um, uh, as an attorney, though, I mean, you have you gotten. Have you been able to get anybody into a court of law and prove anything yet? I mean, is it that swampy in the courts, or talk about that? Oh, we. So listen, you got to remember, there's two th- two types of cases. There's the cases that you all hear about, mm-hmm. and those are all still going. I mean, I got arguments in the Sixth Circuit coming up. Uh, I got a case that we're getting ready to appeal to the Supreme Court. Wow. I got all sorts of things going on. Okay, so that's that's happening. But those are the cases that people know about. What you don't know is other cases, right? So there's a lot of cases, and you gotta remember, my job is, when I'm being an attorney and not a commentator, my job is to take care of my clients, period. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, they're okay with being public, other times they're not, and most times they're not. In fact, very rarely do we wanna make our cases public. So a vast majority of what we do, nobody hears about, and they're not supposed to, because the job is to serve the client. And that's what we do. Now, those cases, I mean, we've had quite a bit of success. I, I'll tell you that I'm quite pleased with a lot of it. I mean, the, the simple reality is, is we've had an immense number of people who are, you know, back down when we came, came at them on this because they know that they're wrong. Hmm. They don't want to see it go to court. So it's one of those things where, you know, have we won the whole thing? No, by no means. But are we, have we had success? Sure. I mean, remember, so let's say doctors, right? So if a doctor comes to me, hey, so this state's coming after my medical license because of this. Well, we've had a lot of success in those. Hey. I can't talk about it. Hmm. I mean, do you think that doctor wants to tell everybody about that? You know, uh, we've had some EEOC stuff that's the, that are uh, employment stuff where people back down. Um, one of the places I've, I've personally had a fair bit of probably a lot more failure than success because the, the law is really bad on this, but I have had some success in, in helping a few people in the hospital. Um, sometimes you can get it right, sometimes you can on that. And it's, the law is really not favorable for the people, but you know, we've, uh, we've done, I'd say overall, we've, we've had a fair bit of success and I'm quite pleased with it, but it's a process. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And on the injections, um, uh, where do we stand with that? I mean, do they, these people still have this immunity from this Reagan law? What was it in, in the eighties? This immunity for vaccinations is that is that what oh, gives no. them a lot of shield on this and in, these injections? Yeah, yeah. The immunity on the on the jabs is actually one of the biggest issues we deal with, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, you know that that's a nightmare. And the question about that is, and this is the number one tool. I, so, like one of the things when we talk. I want people to hear things that they can use in arguments, right? And this is the number one thing. Well, you know, I'm going to go get my jab. So you're going to go get a jab. And if it kills you or you get sick from it, what are you going to do about it? You think no one's going to pay for it. No one's going to pay you anything. There's nothing you can do. You can't sue the manufacturer. 
So let's think about this. I drive my car. I go buy a brand new car. I'm driving it. The brakes go out and I hit a tree. I'm suing the manufacturer, right? Because I should. That's what I should do. The manufacturer gave me a crappy product. It's not my fault. The only consumer product on the market that require that you're not allowed to to be made whole if it kills you are jabs, vaccines. And so that is a nightmare. And I cannot tell you guys how serious that is, right? Because if you, I've got a lot of people that I've talked to at this point that are sick or lost loved ones from these jabs. You know what I can do for them? Almost nothing. Hmm. So I think the real key thing here is that we want is for people to understand if it's safe and effective, why do they need immunity? Uh, on these ideas of a CDC, a WHO, an NIS, whatever they are, um, they don't really, Fauci, they don't really have an authority on us, do they? Do they, are they just really giving out mandates, you know, when he says, well, we may have to, you know, do the kids. How does that work, really? Yeah, so Fauci and all these, they don't, no, so technically they don't have authority to do anything. Um, but what they're doing is they're making, they're saying we got to do this, we got to do that. And then, you know, Biden or Congress or someone's giving them the authority to do it, Right. Um, sometimes it's, you know, Biden through issuing regulations, right? So Fauci says everybody needs a jab. Biden issues an OSHA regulation. Suddenly everybody's dealing with that. Well, they lost in the Supreme Court, but guess what? If you're a nurse or a doctor, those are still standing hmm. um, in a lot of cases. So, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, no, they don't have direct authority to do that. It's indirect, and that's part. That's part of the whole plan here. That's part of this whole bureaucratic administrative nightmare, because it makes it harder to sue the Anthony Fauci's of this world because they stand behind a curtain of administrative nightmare, uh, nightmares, and, and agencies and convoluted messes that make it very difficult to get to them. Oh, yeah. What gives uh, do the the government the Biden administration, any authority like to tell the airlines about masking with that whole thing that went down? We were going to lift it and then the courts. Did, do they just do this because they get away with it? Why would they have any authority over the airlines? Uh, well, they're doing it through the enabling acts of various. So every administrative agency, well, just about every administrative agency out there has got some sort of enabling act mm -hmm. and then Congress pays for it. So uh, food and drug. Uh, administration was created through uh, an act the department of health and human services through now all these different things are created through acts and and they have enabling legislation that allows them to be there so that's how they're doing it the problem is though is and we have cases on this right now there's kind of two underlying questions right the first is the administrative procedure act bars arbitrary and capricious actions Okay, and what that means is if a government is abusing its discretion, if it's doing something that there's just no basis for, well, then it can't do it. The other side of the question is, and this is something that we're actually going to ask the Supreme Court this coming up, hmm. is is it okay for the government to lie? Really? Wow. Because that's what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm literally going to ask that question in plain term words to the Supreme Court. 
uh, you know, honorable court, we asked a simple question today. Is it okay for the government to lie? Whoa. Um, hmm. And, you know, I mean, we're going to, there's more, there's obviously a lot more to it than that. But the reality is, is that's what's happened. They've lied. They've misled. The Supreme Court itself has been lied to. I would call that perjury, but, you know, that's, that's, I'll let them decide. Um, to the point where Sotomayor, I mean, we all know, heard her quotes, right? Her absurd quotes about, you know, that's caused about COVID facts that were just outright lies. You know, they believe this stuff because the government said it but what if the government's lying so i would say that constitutionally the government can't tell you that the sky is green and then say since the sky is green no one can now uh, no one can uh i don't know uh, do yeah. something because the sky is green we can't fly airplanes because it might change the color of the sky back to blue um that doesn't make you know the government can't take actions that have no basis in truth at least we believe that. And that's kind of what's happened here. And you can call it an abuse of discretion under the Administrative Procedures Act, or you can call it a constitutional issue. I believe it's both. We'll find out. We'll, we're asking the Supreme Court and some others the answer to that question. But, you know, it's uh, it'll be an interesting thing. What kind of case uh, is this the Supreme Court one, Tom Warrens? And uh, how? what's the timeline for that? I guess there's no telling how long that would take to get there. Well, you know, we're, we're at the point where by the end of summer, I will have, I'm not sure where, sometime in the summer, we will have sent the, the Supreme Court notice that we're going to petition them uh, to uh, grant certification of, of a case to them. We'll see, you know, we'll see what happens from there. Um, like I said, we have an oral argument from the Ninth or Sixth Circuit coming up. That's a week or two mm-hmm. um and we have a whole bunch of other things that are that are happening here in the very near future we've got some very important cases that we're waiting for judgments on and uh, you know it's at some point though we're going to get to the discovery on this and the discovery is going to show that these people are crooks that they're fraudulent that they're, they're lying about everything uh, that's going to be a critical thing so they do everything they can to stay away from discovery, right? So they don't have to show... They've been fighting that yeah. everywhere. 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 Huh. The last thing they want is truth. You get to the truth, and boy, it's going to be ugly. Well, <laughs> it's going to be ugly. Yeah. Um, well, I, there's so many people that would really like to see some of these guys in orange jumpsuits. I don't want to see anybody go to jail, but they deserve to. I mean, they've really... You know, done a lot of wacko things in the last two and a half years, huh? Well, they're behind killing millions of people. Right. So, I mean, I kind of, you know, I don't wish ill on anybody, but, it, you know, these guys belong in jail. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom, thanks for being here. I want you to hold on for a second, as I said. Uh, before we go, what, what can folks do? How can they support you? And are you getting support from other attorneys around the country? Has that been building? As I know you're a very busy guy. Have you been getting more juice from other people to help you out at RensLaw.com? Yeah, we're doing good. I mean, we're, we're getting more attorneys. We were, 
I mean, if you're a retired Patriot attorney and you're looking to, to get involved and help save the world, well, you know, please let us know. We're, we're always happy to take more. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're looking for big bucks, we're not your crew. If you're <laughs> looking to feel good at the end of the day, we're happy to take you. Um, I'm pretty proud of what I do. Uh, it's, it's certainly not making anybody rich, but it is uh, very encouraging to know we're doing something good. And so that's happening. We're we're I started a Substack, so please TomRens.substack.com uh, subscribe. You can do free, you can do paid. If you do free, you get the same stuff for the most part either way. But uh, I, once in a while, I'll do something on the paid side only. But typically, it's you know I don't really care. Just about getting the word out. If you pay, any money that I get goes into the fight. Um, we're at, uh, at TomRens on Getter and True Social. I like the true social platform. We're getting okay. a lot of people there, and it's a great way to push push the word out on things. So we're pushing hard to develop that. I mean, you know, it's it's growing. Um, and then, of course, rens-law.com, and we have a give, send, go if you're uh, inclined to do so. Yeah. You can get to it, rens-law.com. Rens-law.com, and... Um, and then people can donate too, just good old donations. That helps, right? You got 25 bucks. It does. Joe. That's what the Give, Send, Go. The Give, Send, Go link is right there on the top. You can't miss it. Uh, if you can help us, it's a, it's certainly helpful. Yeah, yeah. Well. But as always, start with a prayer. We always ask for prayers first. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for your work. And just, uh, it's great having you out there. And I just feel better when you're out there doing this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're fine we're fine I know you're not we'll get there you're not going anywhere Tom Renz and I'll, I'll just give you take a look at his uh, at his website there it is Renz-Law.com Tom thanks a lot uh, I'll see you in a minute uh, thank you Patrick Timpone OneRadioNetwork.com he's a good guy man you know it's like support him and, and you do the Substack thing and uh, you get some of the material and just do whatever it takes to help it out Renz.Law.com so I love you all very much. I will see you in the morning. And we're going to talk to Fred Dasheski and the real world of money and then Brandon Smith on the whole uh, Second Amendment uh, thing and the guns. So we'll see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Uh, stay out of trouble. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.